Welcome to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. I'm Gary Wilkerson here with Joshua West, as usual. Good to see you again, Joshua. Glad to be with you. How's your day going so far? Excellent, excellent. I'm yeah. really enjoying these podcasts. Thanks, man. Well, yeah, we've, both of us have been traveling a bit lately. We've been all over the country. We're, uh, we're having a harder time to find segments where we can both be in the studio at the same time here. I'm glad, glad we are today. And we've been doing a new series, um, A Move of God in Our Generation. What would it look like? What ingredients? What... Uh, attributes would it have? And so we've talked about some radical love uh, in the last episode, humility. These are things you wouldn't think of when you think about God releasing a mighty wind and wave of his spirit across the world. You know, you wouldn't think of these were the elements you would start. You would think it would be power and demonstration of his spirit. And those things can be certainly a part of it. But but I think we're talking about the particular needs, how God, if, if we have proper discernment, we see God moving in ways that are most appropriate for the people he's moving among. So we talked in the first episode about how the Reformation had a particular element to it, and the Great Awakenings in America had certain elements to it. And I, I think we're just trying to discern the heart of the Holy Spirit and saying, you know, would these be some of the things that would take place in our generation if we were to see a true radical move of God. And so the third one here we're talking about is a little bit odd. And let me just preface before I say what it is. Uh, This is not original to me. I heard this from uh, a young man named Zach who was uh, the the pastor of uh, the chapel at Asbury um, uh, University. And they had that move of God. They had that outpouring. I think it was like 13, 14 days of continuous prayer and and, uh, preaching the word and worship and repentance. Uh, real move of God, and he said one of the one of the things he felt like the students were hungry for was a nameless, faceless leadership in in the midst of a celebrity culture, um, and and that really struck me. It's like, yeah, that's you know, it's it, which is weird, isn't it? Because we live in such a celebrity-driven culture. Uh, right. This generation loves to follow rock stars and movie stars and. You know, just social even, media influencers. Yeah, yeah. Even people that don't have a particular skill, they're just their popularity is that they're popular. That's right. And so, so we live in this generation. So how could one of the leaders, a young leader of a young generation, that's seeing a move of God, how could they say what this generation is looking for is a nameless, faceless thing? And I think it has to do with exactly what we're talking about here: this, this, uh, this divergence between the two kingdoms. Uh, the kingdoms of this world is self-acclaim and fame and fortune and popularity and success and I'm above you and you follow me um, and so the, and then the world clamors for that uh, but yet at the same time uh, it's like you know a hatred for it. it's like I despise that I I'm, I'm sick of all these you know corrupt leaders political leaders falling Christian leaders. Um, leaving the faith or falling into immorality. And so there's this pull away from fame and fortune and success in the eyes of man and just saying, hey, we just want to be a part of something that is just, it's God. It's not because, you know, pastor so-and-so is leading it or evangelist so-and-so or politician so-and-so. It's it's us. It's not them and us following. It's, it's us. So I think that's something that God is going to do in this generation. I, I agree with you. You know, I'm not trying to uh, be niche or kitschy with the name, but, you know, it really isn't a nameless and faceless uh, movement. Um, there just isn't room for the, the name and face of Christ yeah. and for us. And I think, I think there's been times where, you know, I've dealt with um, people who are, you know, young and, you know, 
deconstructing or, um, you know, they're, they're pulling at the strings of things and we, we get real nervous about that. I mean, rightfully so I'm not for deconstructionism, but there is this idea that some of the things they're, they're turning away from are things that should be turned away from excesses and man centeredness. And, you know, I think, I think a lot of times, you know, this generation, if I, you know, not that I want to try to say that I have in mind what they need, but, you know, I feel like more and more they just want something that's real. Mm-hmm. Give me something real. I mean, yeah. nothing's real. Everything's inflated and falsed and marketed and, yeah. you know, filtered and selfies and likes. And, you know, and it's just like, where where is reality? And I think we have something real to give them. Yeah, we do. Um, but I think the the thing that, that's going to make them gravitate to it or reject it. Some will reject it, but I feel for some of them, it's going to be giving them the truth and nothing but the truth, yeah. the reality of who Christ is and taking all of the little um, things that we've built onto it, you know, just the gospel, just, just Jesus. And, and, and really, you know, we, I, Pastor Carter, when we were at the conference last week, you know, he just made this sort of statement. Um, and I'm paraphrasing him, but you know, he, he, he said something to the effect of, you know, we pray for these great moves of God. And then when we, when he shows up, we can't get out of the way. And you know, that hits me like a ton of bricks because as a pastor, you, or a minister, or even in someone that wants to reach someone, you, you just feel like you have to keep doing and adding. And, and at some point it's like, we just have to, we, we have to preach the word. We have to pray. And we have to let God sort of speak for himself. And yeah. and that's and that's what we want, right? That's good. That's so good. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, it's it's almost um, I don't know, not ludicrous, that's the right word, but it's it's weird, I would say. We're doing a podcast about nameless, faceless and here we are. leadership of revival. And yeah, you know, before the podcast started, you said maybe the editing team could black out our faces and uh, maybe this episode wouldn't be called the Gary Wilkerson podcast. It'd be just the nameless faceless podcast. Yeah. And um, I say all that to say, you really can't get away. I think it's innate within us. It's, it's our nature and maybe even God given nature to give honor where honors due and sure. to show respect to elders and leaders and put a name to it and put a face to it. You know, Billy Graham was a unique person and you know that's for me that this nameless faceless thing started then uh people saying like hey billy graham you know won millions of souls but the next generation is going to be millions of people leading you know one or two or five or ten people to the lord and it'd be a mass movement of god right. which i think is it's it's you know scaled that's a better way because then we're all involved in in doing what our image bearing life is meant to be is to, to go out and spread this thing and and see the the kingdom expand and so I think that's way, but but you know, and, and but I think I, Paul addresses that really well in Corinthians, where he's coming against the, the this party spirit. You say you're of Paul, you're of Paulus, you're of Peter, or even you're of Jesus. You're even putting Jesus in the place of name and face, and right. and and rightfully so. Jesus is exalted over but in, all, but in our little but not sex. In, yeah, right, exactly. It's like oh, there was it was an arrogance thing. Oh, Jesus is my guy. I don't right. I don't go for that nameless face. I don't go for the names and faces. I go for Jesus alone. And it's like I the think, non-denominational becoming a denomination. Hey, we're not all that <laughs> denominational stuff, right. but we have our traditions. We yeah. have our yeah. nothing against denominations or yeah. non-denominational, right. but it's just so natural to yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. So, so there, there's something that's natural to that, but but Paul does contend with that 
culture saying, okay, you know, don't get into that thing. You're, you know, you're going to have a natural tendency to want to call yourself a Peter or a Paul, but just avoid it. Uh, make sure, make sure that this, this is not about the person, but it's about the work that's going on behind that particular person. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's the work of radical love. It's the work of humility. It's the work of revival. It's the work of evangelism. It's, you know, th those are the elements that are exalted in the kingdom rather than people uh, being exalted. You know, we, we don't exalt man. We exalt one person in Christ and Christ alone. And that's, the, that's the very different than the world has to offer. Yeah, I, I wrote a quote down here by we were talking about great awakenings and, you know, preachers of past. And uh, I'm sure you're familiar with it, but, you know, one of the great preachers of of one of the awakenings, George Whitfield, you know, he said, let the name of Whitfield perish, but Christ be glorified. Mm, let my name die everywhere. Let even my friends forget me. If by that means the cause of the blessed Jesus may be promoted. And, and so, you know, it's not this false, like self-deprecation. When I, when I wrote my, you know, first book, one of the things I, I was like, really like conscientious about this, I told my publisher, you know, I, obviously I, I don't have the final say in everything, but I don't want my face on the front of a book. Right. I just don't want that. And I didn't even want it on the back of the book. Mm. Um, be, just because I want it to be about what was in the book. Mm. Um, but you know, my publisher said, well, you know, listen, Josh, you don't have to put it on the front, but maybe by putting it on the back, people could identify you with a certain kind of mm -hmm. teaching or, you know, a brand of theology. And, and but, I, but I feel like that's, um, you know, so there, there's this wrestling with it. It doesn't mean that we, we don't have names or that you're not known for something. Right. But I think when we think of men, you know, uh, not to just bring them up all the time, but men like your dad and men like, Billy Graham, I think most people, one of the things that attracted people to those men was both of them were not self-promoting men. They weren't, they weren't fighting to have their name out there. And maybe their name did get out there because of they sort of did it the opposite way. They just wanted to see Christ. But when you look at like the way they handled things and the way people remember them, nobody's thinking about these great promoters of self. They think about these moves of God that these men were associated with. Even your dad, you know, when I listen to him preach, when he talks about a uh, world challenge, when he talks about Times Square Church, when he talks about Teen Challenge, he always says, "When God started His ministry, oh, wow. yeah. you know, when God asked me to be part of His ministry, and you know, and it's not like the words that are meaning; it's the heart that it comes from. That's like, let, let, and so same thing with Whitfield. We know who Whitfield is, but Whitfield wasn't like, man, you know." I need to get my brand out there. Yeah. Whitfield was, you know, just wanted to preach the gospel and he sort of became famous for it. Wesley, Moody, you know, all these, yeah. these people, but these weren't self-promoting men. I think there's a difference between being known for being faithful to God's word right. and people admiring that in a, in an okay way and being self-promoting and feeling like, I'll tell you one other thing before I move off and I may open a whole can of worms. <laughs> Forgive me if you attend a church like this, and I'm not being mean, but I also have a little like question, like why do we need, like if you plan a church, why do you need to plant 10 more with your face on a screen? Mm. Now, we probably both know men who do that. I know a pastor friend of mine today that's probably saying, hey, Josh, you're picking on me. And I'm not picking on them. This is a, just a question. It's not, you know, maybe for a season it is good until you can raise up a biblical pastor, but some of them it's the idea of, this is our brand. This is who I am. 
And so I, even if that's not wrong, and I'm not saying it is, we should at least be asking the question, yeah, right? You know, um, and so anyways, if you get letters because of that, I apologize. <laughs> no, <laughs> Send no, them to mind, me. <laughs> I don't mind letters at all. At all. This is, we're getting, getting used to them. The, um, the, the reality is that, you know, people are going to be known. Um, and if God uses somebody, people are going to be aware of it. But I think you're, you're hitting to the heart of what the issue we're talking about is if that it's the motive of that person uh, if they take that and uh, you know, absorb the glory and stuff like that, you know, so the, uh, you know, the, the attitude of Jesus was just as he, we want to make you king. And then he escapes and goes into solitude and, or, um, you know, he heals somebody and so don't tell anybody I did this. You know, it was like, he's going to be known because there's such, God is using him so mightily. Yeah. Um, and so we, that, that'll happen to leaders in our generation as well. But you're, you're, you're right on when you say it, 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 it's their attitude. Do, do, is, that what they're, is that what they're in the ministry for or is that what they're right. in leadership for is to become a name and a face, to be recognized, a household name. You hear that, sure. that, that over and Jesus models something, I think, very, very different than that. Uh, what he models is choosing the last and the least. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't go to the rich and famous, to the powerful and popular. He goes to the poor and the needy and the unknown, the fishermen and the tax collectors and the zealots and, and kind of melds them into a community of people that are making his name known. It's, no it's doubt not, about not, it. Not just, uh, not just uh, individuals, but it's, a, it's, it's kind of a, you know, I just, I just love that thing about Scripture. Just like, you know, it gives me hope, you know, just to, that God can use the least of these. And, you know, there's a whole study I did recently about uh, God choosing always seems to, you know, even though the Bible says, you know, give the double portion of inheritance to the older brother, God seems to always circumvent that and gives it to the, <laughs> right. gives his anointing to the younger brother. And even David, the, you know, the, the after seven, seven older brothers, you know, <laughs> the and, and yeah, and he gets chosen by God. And he, of course he gets a name, but he's not looking for a name. He's looking to glorify God and honor God. Thank you for watching and listening to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. Josh and I really appreciate the opportunity to minister to you. If you've been blessed by this, encouraged in the Lord, I would love for you to prayerfully consider generously giving to help support this ministry. You can go to worldchallenge.org and you'll find a donate button right there on the homepage. God bless. Thanks. Two things about that. One is when I think about men like, you know, I didn't know Billy Graham personally. and I, I didn't have the, the fortune of actually knowing your dad, but... I don't know about them, but I know in my personal life that that sort of like um, branding of self, um, I have to be on guard against it. And not just because we're in a worldwide ministry. I think if you pastor a church where you pastor 100 people, if you have any place of, uh, of you're, you have to be on guard against um, this idea of self emerging mm -hmm. in you and, and starting to believe your own hype. I think if you look at all people who are used greatly in the Bible um, and, and in church history, including Jesus, you see these times where crowds are following them and praising them. And you see other times where people turn on me, like people love to talk about Spurgeon, mm -hmm. like this, this great man and his preacher, but there's a point where his own denomination, mm -hmm. you know, disowned him. And so I feel like, I feel like that's uh that's sort of permeating as a person that's that's promoting Christ and and uh, not promoting themselves. And there are going to be those seasons where the thing that, that you know, uh, what does Jesus say? I got it written down here, Luke 6, 26. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, 
for so they did of the false prophets, or so your fathers did of the false prophets. I think when we start getting in the idea that even in the Christian community, we're doing it so people will speak well of us rather than well of Christ, um, we're in dangerous ground. And, and I just don't think God works in that. He always works where his glory is proclaimed. Yeah. That's why he minimized the army of Gideon. That's why he sent David to kill the giant. That's why, you know, Elijah stood against 850 prophets, not for their glory, but for the glory of God. God. Wow. Well, that that uh, brings us to the point of saying, okay, the, you know, there's there's several elements we've been talking about: humility, radical love, and and now here this this idea of nameless, faceless. It's really, I guess you would, if you're trying to put a pinpoint a little more, it'd be like a, a non self promoting lifestyle. And it's not. And we've been talking a little bit about key Christian leaders as being a name and a face, but this, you know, this has to do with how you go about, you know, because the, you know, I heard just recently the. The average person on Facebook has about 300 people liking or following there. So everybody sort of has a, a pulpit now, <laughs> no doubt, a platform now, and so you can become a name and a face, you know, just with your own little circle of influence. Um, and it's the the question we're asking is how do you use that? Do you use that to make a name for yourself, a face for yourself, or do you do what Jesus did? Go back into solitude. Go go back into hiding. Um, you know, the, the the this pastor that I was telling you about that was instrumental and God used to help launch the Asbury, um, t the, the thing that was happening there. Uh, his comment was, when I was talking to him on the phone, was, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take some time off, just go be with my wife and children, just so I don't get all the phone calls about, like, oh, it was this guy that's, you know, right. it's like, I don't, it's like, I'm going to intentionally try not to be a name, you know, which is almost impossible. He's probably going <clears> to <throat> get more invitations to preach and right. things like that. And so, but but I, th I think the intention is good. Okay, I'm, I'm going to, Reflect, you know, so I'm going to deflect all this popularity and fame and fortune. And I'm just because I want to, uh, I know his heart was, I, I just got to be absorbed in this word. I got to be a man of prayer. I got to walk in humility. I got to, you know, this generation is looking for a nameless, faceless awakening. So I'm not going to try to make a name for myself. God may do something and cause his name to be known, but he's not going to be the one to make himself known. I, I love that. I think that's great that there's some young leaders in this generation. My son Evan, who works with World Challenge and Young Adult Ministry, he's like that. He just just doesn't want to. Don't you know? This is not about me. I just want more souls to come in the kingdom of God, more people to be built up into a Christian lifestyle. Definitely, uh, that that really seems to be happening in the hour we live in, and it's just a rejection of all the self promotion and the self glorying and the, the 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 building your own brand to make yourself more popular. Born out of that competition, I want to be the I want to climb up the ladder one rung above the next guy down the road. And uh, all of that is things we need to totally repent of and come to God and just say, God, we can't, we, we can't overcome this without you. We're, we, we're built to self-promote. You know, yeah. It happened in the garden. You know, the, the snake comes along and says, hey, you can be more if you'll just you know, take, take my way. And they, they fell for it, and we just can't do that anymore. I don't know the, the exact statistics. I'll misquote it, but... I heard someone recently say, um, maybe as something to this effect, that the average young person takes more pictures of themselves or in more pictures in a month mm. than their great-great-grandparents had in their whole life. Oh, yeah. 
And yeah. so you think about it, that's a very staggering yeah. thing to think about. You know, yeah. it's like, and obviously they didn't have the technology. We have, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying, all that aside, it's like this idea of you know. And then we we don't just take a pit. And it used to you have the Polaroid. You take it, whatever came out, is what you right. dealt with. Yeah. You know, you're, it's the one where your eyes droop in, or your <laughs> yeah. your brother's eyes are closed. Today we take a hundred and try to find the find perfect the one. Yeah. And I think sometimes. Um, you know, in life, and I don't mean ministry like the kind of ministry we do, the ministry of our life to people around us, sometimes it's so framed. Um, we feel like we have to have an Instagram moment or a Facebook moment or or even to be able to share it. It turns into this thing where it's all posturing and no substance. Yeah. You know, me and my wife, when we went um, to do something with our son a while back, you know, we said, hey, listen, let's get a couple pictures so we can document that our son was here, but let's just put it away after that and actually enjoy being here. Yeah. Like, let's, let's, let's enjoy being here. Right. Let's not have to think about the camera angles or where our hair looks, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and just because it's so natural to, you know, to life. We need yeah. one picture on every stop and yeah. son's hat has to be perfect. And, yeah. and, I, and, and obviously, if that's the case in life, how sad is that when the, that's the way we do ministry yeah. Yeah, when we got, do life? Yeah, you got people with show you their pictures or their travels and be like, here I am. I think I'm standing in front of the pyramids, but I'm not sure because sure. I can see my face. And I think that's the Eiffel Tower off my right shoulder there. It's them and then the element behind it. It used to be the other way around. It was the thing that you got to enjoy and see, you know, you know oh, the yeah. picture if you took it. But, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, nameless, faceless in a celebrity culture. And just, just wrap things up with this, just saying that, you know, even though we're pulled towards that, there's also that uh, just pull against it. It's, it's this tension, and I think it's a right pull against it to to not fall into that. It's like a lust. It's it's a it's it's an addiction that you can 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 get to to fame and self glorification. And so Christ is saying, I'm I'm building a kingdom that's different. A name may be known, known. Your face may be get recognized. But that's not what you're after. You're after my kingdom, and and to bless others and to live for others. And uh, there there is in this generation, I think, a uh, this tension that there's the pull, like, oh, how I love this celebrity culture, but I'm sick of it. It's right. not it's not feeding me. It's not nurturing me, and it's not uh, it's, it's it's making me depressed, really. So I'm longing, on the other hand, for something that's like you said earlier, real and authentic and loving and communal and humble and peaceful and joyful. And just just living life like that—that's the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus yeah. said. I came, I came to bring this kingdom. It's at hand. You know, uh, repent, get out of the celebrity culture, and come into this culture. And if you're listening and you have a hunger to do that, you can do it. You can, you can ask God to give you power, the Holy Spirit's power, to turn away. Sometimes it may take turning off the phone or. Uh, just refusing for a while to take selfies or whatever. There's several things God might instruct you, and it's not the external things that he's looking for. It's the heart issue of of doing that. But we are advocating here in this podcast today to say, um, should God move in a, an awakening in our nation? Part of it is going to be because uh, there's a generation that's saying, hey, there's some leaders of a move of God that don't mind standing in the background, that don't mind getting glory and recognition. They want to see the 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 work of God, uh, the 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 power of God, be be what calls people to attention, not to my name. And so, uh, thanks for joining us again on this other uh, episode podcast. We're going to be continuing this series on a, what a move of God looks like in this hour that we live in. Thanks for joining us. God bless you. 
Ephesians 6.18 says that we should pray at all times in the spirit with all kinds of prayer and supplication. If you would like someone at World Challenge to pray with you, visit worldchallenge.org forward slash prayer or call us at 1-833-WC-PRAISE. Again, that's 1-833-WC-PRAISE. If you're enjoying the podcast but want to dig deeper, both Gary and Joshua have books that you can buy right now on our online store. Go to worldchallenge.org and click on the store tab at the top of the page. There you'll find books written by David Wilkerson, Gary Wilkerson, Joshua West, and others as well. Check it out today. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. 